Welcome to Sammy's Treasures, Revealing the Jewels of Autism, Episode 2, July 2019. Hi, I'm Susan Oros. I'm Sammy's mom. Sammy is considered to be a nonverbal autistic. She is really more, in fact, a beyond verbal, meaning that she does understand language but she cannot execute the motor planning in order to consistently speak. She is also considered by some non-speaking, which is probably a more accurate term to, deter- to describe these autists. So the way this works is that we have a soul-to-soul connection and I join her consciousness through my soul consciousness. And as I have expanded and grown and connected to my light body, our connection has become more intricate. She is from the a collective consciousness, the collective that I call the Autists of the Seven Higher Heavens. And because I physically live with her, I am obviously more able to connect with Sammy. And through her vastness, I'm then able to connect with the autists of the seven higher heavens. They do operate as a collective consciousness, as humanity is also supposed to operate as a, as a collective. So this podcast is inspired by Sammy. Sammy's intentions for these podcasts are that the listeners will hear and feel my transmissions with clarity and focus. They will listen with their hearts. They will experience non-judgment. They will experience states of non-duality They will experience the pure tones of love, which comes from the zero-point field. These messages and transmissions will assist in shifting consciousness to the new platform. Today's topic is humility, empathy, and the love of humanity. Interesting that she gave me this topic probably about a month ago after I had actually completed our first episode and I had changed the title to Empathy, Humility, and the Love of Humanity. Um, When I received the information, uh, as other people will also note when they receive transmissions, is that you kind of get all the information at once. and, um, And so... I could feel what the message was trying to convey, the intention of the message. So I felt that maybe it would be better to start with empathy. But Sammy made it clear today that she wanted to talk first about humility and how the human has been, uh, let's say, desecrated to um, believe that we are less than. So I'm going to talk about 
humility first from the perspective of what this word hume means. So hume, H-U-M, which is in the prefix for human, humble, humility, and even humiliate. So hume in Latin is actually just means ground or earth. And so human is uh, an earthly being or a being that is grounded. And when we look at this word humility, when I looked up the definition, um, the World Wide Web, right, it means it's defined as a modest or low view of one's own importance. Humbleness, they call it. Uh, and a an example, according to this one web dictionary, was that he needs the humility to accept that their way may be better. Synonyms are modesty, humbleness, modestness, meekness, lack of pride, lack of vanity, diffidence, unassertiveness. Humility, this is from Wikipedia, humility is the quality of being humble. Humility as a low self-regard and sense of unworthiness. Humility is an outward expression of an appropriate inner or self-regard and is contrasted with humiliation, which is an imposition often external of shame upon a person. So all these descriptions about humility, humbleness, is you're actually close to humiliate. So humble, according to definitions from the web, is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. So meek, deferential, even respectful is considered to be synonymous with humble, submissive self-effacing, unassertive. Um, or another way of looking at humbleness is low social administrative or political rank. She came from a humble, unprivileged background. So low ranking, low, lowly, lower class, plebeian, working class, undistinguished. The verb version of humble means um, lower in dignity or importance. The example is, I knew he had humbled himself to ask for my help. So all these related definitions of human, humble, humiliate, humility, all is centered around this perspective that the human is a lowly being when the Latin for Hume just means of the ground, of the earth. So this being that was placed on the earth. And, you know, there are many stories about how hu humans had fallen from grace. And so this was why... Um, We've been placed in this third-dimensional earth with these 
with uh, the extreme suffering that goes on so that we could lift ourselves back out from this earth, from this ground, which is more like a punishment from what we have been taught and what we have actually inherited in our even our physical bodies. And so Sammy and the kids, or the, as I want to call them, the autists, or I call them the kids because Sammy is my child, and um, I don't regard her as just a kid, obviously, but um, it's sort of a loving way of also uh, what I and other parents call call them the kids. They're like our kids. We mean that in a very loving way, not in these terms of um, to humiliate them. So anyway, the message that they want to bring forward is about this human which has been humbled and humbled in that negative connotation of being having fallen from grace and now we are attempting to work our way out of this fall from grace and whether you believe that or not whether you believe in some of the religious stories of what is handed to us this perspective really has become a trap for us because in essence we are desecrating ourselves by maintaining this perspective and seemingly no matter how much good we do or how much we um may practice spiritual practices or practice a faith, a religion, we are, it's almost like being stuck in this wheel where we're continuously trying to lift ourselves out of that. And so long as we continue, however, to even allow these vibrations of these words to be embedded into our very flesh that the human is less than um, to be to have humility means that we must have a low view of ourselves that all those kinds of patterns and foundations continues to keep us in that desecrated state and desecrated meaning that we have taken away the sacredness. We have lowered ourselves. We have, you know, the sacred nature of our creation has been removed. And we continue with that cycle no matter what we, no matter what we do, no matter what, how much good we do, because we're still here. We're on the earth. And the only way to get out of it is to live the best life you can and then die and hopefully you will be able to move on uh, into the loving arms of God or in the heavens and not have to repeat this cycle again. So 
that is the part about humility that they want to convey. And keep that in mind for a moment. And let's talk a little bit about empathy. And these pieces will all be tied together. But empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. The synonyms are affinity with, rapport with, sympathy with, understanding of, sensitivity towards. The, the term empathy is used to describe a wide range of experiences. Emotion researchers generally define empathy as the ability to sense other people's emotions coupled with the ability to imagine what someone else might be thinking or feeling. Well, many of you listening to this, uh, I'm guessing that you sense that there is a definition of uh, the autist as not having empathy. That That is a almost a criteria for autism and I believe a very much a stereotypical perspective of autism. And I probably had the same perception myself before I had Sammy and before I came to understand her better. That being autistic means that you can't experience the feelings of others. You are shut away from other people's emotions and locked in your own world and that you cannot empathize or sympathize with how other people feel. And those of you who are parents and work with autistics in as in as in professional settings probably well I don't know if all of you but um people people who know them know our autistics well know that they do show signs of empathy and and lovingness when you can meet them where they are. But this is not where, that's not the path that Sammy wants to go with with this. She wants to talk about empathy and also neurological patterning. So some of you may be aware of the research that's taken place in the last decades that's the last decade or so with regard to mirror neurons. So mirror neurons are essentially, is essentially a neurological, let's say mechanism, for lack of a better word at this point, whereby, um, I think they found it in, in um, apes as well. So in primates, at least what I read in uh, Wikipedia, that when primates observe another um, performing an action that the same neurological the same neurological firing happens in the uh, the person or the animal that is not performing the action. So it says if just by observing, someone else performing an action are the same neurons in your own body would fire. 
So if you saw someone, um, let's say, eating an apple or hammering a nail into a board, that the same neurons would fire in you just by observing someone performing those actions. And so um, they did some research with autistic individuals and I think they were high functioning autistics because they had to be able they had to be able to cooperate with the um, neuroscientific study um, like placing I can't remember if it was through EEGs or functional MRIs but some there had to be a level of understanding and cooperation with um, the research process and so they did the research with those considered quote high functioning autism and they found that the mirror neuron activity was either low or non-existent for these individuals and you can as as a parent i can understand where that mirror neuron functioning would be important in teaching your child because it seems to be related to be able to also imitate. And when we are raising our children, by the time they're, you know, nine to 12 months old or um, in their toddler years, kids learn to imitate or they imitate so that we can teach them new skills. You hear Sammy in the background. So it's a very, you can see where it plays an important role in the, the teaching of our human, um, our, our skills in this, what we've been in this third dimensional reality and how we pass on skills by the act of um, these mirror neurons. And if your child can't imitate, then it makes it difficult to, to teach them. And certainly I remember Sammy had that problem and her imitation is still not, I would say she, she has some imitation ability. It's not always, it's not always great, but, um, probably also depends on her level of focus. And so I remember even after, shortly after she'd been diagnosed with autism, um, I tried to teach her sign language. And so I would do the sign, you know, signs like water or more or want, those kinds of basic, basic signs that uh, we teach very young children. And I would show her the sign and then I would hand over hand do it with her like if she wanted to go out somewhere show her showing her the sign out um that we, we could go out the door those kinds of things and i remember she had a hard time learning that she was fine she would willingly give me her hands to um have me perform the motor function with her hands but if i left her to do it on her own she would Hand, put her hands out to me uh, as if she wanted me to, to perform the action. And so there was that difficulty in conveying uh, 
what I want, what I was trying to, to get her to do. And so um, we've extrapolated that understanding to uh, almost, I guess, prove uh, as proof that autistic individuals are not able to have, that they don't have empathy and they don't feel what others feel. Now, there's lots of issues with that line of thinking and extrapolating that, those, that scientific, uh, those scientific, neuroscientific studies because one, Sammy is saying you're, you're only looking at the neurological firing, a pattern that ran through, you know, um, that person's body by observing an action. And number two, she wants to convey that empathy is not just about neurons and neurons firing. Empathy is an extension of, of compassion, which really comes from the soul. And she raises the question, so what about individuals with who are considered to be sociopathic or psychopathic, if you observe their, if you were to observe their mirror neurons, you know, and their neurons, mirror neurons fire by observing an action, does that mean that they have empathy? Um, Probably not, because they demonstrate that they are, they are definitely cut off because they're cut off from their, their soul essence, their soul nature. And so she's saying, don't extrapolate that research to, to us as autistics that we do not have empathy. Because if you really understood the sharing of emotions or feeling emotions, it's much more than neurons. It goes beyond neurons. It goes to the very cellular energetic emanations that comes from a person. We can perceive people's emotional states and the discord of what their mouth is saying and what they're actually feeling in their gut. And we can sense this from the aura. We can sense this from their soul essence. We can sense this from the other dimensional aspects of who they are and what they're, what they're emanating. And so the neurons firing is merely one facet of who you are. And so to try and use that mirror neuron research as proof, again, of what, let's say, an empathic, as evidence of, of one aspect of empathy, let's say, because 
I think a lot of people, even who do that, that kind of mirror neuron research, would say that no, because sociopaths can have mirror neuron functioning, and we would say that they're not really have empathy. And so, um, but to reduce humans to just that, um, as merely a neurological functioning, walking, mechanical being, it goes with that whole idea of the human having been desecrated, the human having been humiliated on this earth, and that on a, on a global scale, I'm not saying in individually, but on a global scale, that there have been groups that perpetuate this humiliation of the human because we do it to each other as divisions of races, of the haves and haves nots, different ethnic groups. If we didn't have that spark of, mm, let's say, that belief system of the human being of low rank, of being unimportant, then we could not perpetuate all these other misaligned systems that we have created unconsciously. And so in order to unravel this place, place or, or status that we find ourselves in, we have to look to that very, very subtle, um, unconscious seed that has been planted within our own very flesh that the human is a lowly being, that to be on the earth is a, a punishment, that it is, this is not, that this is not heaven, that we have to reconcile at that very, very deep, subtle level that the human has been essentially the belief system anyway, has been humiliated as a being, as, as, a, as a race, as a collective humanity, not just individual races, but the human, the human race. We have all been desecrated by allowing this very small seed, or what seems like a very small seed, to lower the status of human beings in this universe to one that is less than, that is unworthy, and 
to even think of ourselves as being an expression of God, that that is somehow arrogance. Because if we look at that word hum, again from Latin, which just simply means ground or earth, this being that was just placed on the earth, that was grounded in essence. Now where is the, where is the shame in that? That God created this 12th dimensional being with 12 strands of DNA to be placed upon the earth. Now, if you watched our free webinar on the solstice, June 21st, then, you know, we went through a description of our universe that we have been in a 15-dimensional universe and that the full avatar human actually has 15 chakras because the 12th dimensional human with 12 strands of DNA is uh, a God being. It's a God avatar being. And again, that is not to sound arrogant. It just means that this is how the creator created the human template and placed this human on the earth for a very specific healing ascension process to integrate all 12 dimensions and that uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th chakras and dimensions are what support the human, the 13th as the mother accessing the mother from the omniversal realms, and then the 15th chakra or dimension accessing the father from the omniversal realms, and the 14th chakra, which is sort of the, the divine balance of the two, and then we're, we're the expression of that uh, multidimensional being, because we could not exist without the very specific light codes that are in each dimension. And so, I won't go into who or why the human has been desecrated and basically humiliated to keep walking this third dimensional earth and keep cycling in the same state of war, of extreme polarity, of uh, economic systems that are based on the haves and the have-nots, those who deserve, those who don't deserve, and those are people who, you know, we spread entitlement because one segment of the population is hoarding, you know, the wealth of uh, the earth, basically. And so we keep spinning our wheels in this cycle where we have been and, and pitting one 
country against the other, one race against the other, one ethnic group against the other, for resources and for domination. And if we, if you watched our uh, webinar, then we talked also about the byway that we've been subjected to this bi-wave, extreme, polarized system, which is what 3D reality is, and that 3D, the 3D human operates from uh, ego, an ego matrix of the first, second, and third dimensions, which is very physical, uh, which runs on animalistic kinds of instincts and that we have been doing this because of outside influences um, and again not to blame any other group on the outside but that we as a humanity in order to rise up out of this we must look at what this means to be human, what humility actually means. So, um, oh, one other point that Sammy wants me to make about empathy related to humility and the original human divine template is that in they have a soul agreement coming from the omniversal realms or what I described as the seven higher heavens in our webinar, Solstice webinar, um, and that their agreement was not to take on the the patterning, uh, certain patternings of what humanity has been living in so that they could remain connected to their soul essence. And part of that is they did turn off some genes and, you know, some of the scientists who are doing DNA research are saying that part of the cause of autism is because they have gene deletions and it could be up to, I don't know how many they're up to now, but how many, how many uh, number of genes that could be involved in this. And Sammy is saying they, that at the soul level that there was a, a, it was done on purpose from their perspective. And one of the things that happened then is that they don't, they didn't take on this mirror neuron patterning because, um, Think about it. It's and it has an energetic pattern to it, an energetic pathway that becomes very specifically wired, you know. Uh, and so, um, this is what has kept humanity in the same loops because we keep passing on these neurological wirings, these patternings, you know. And we keep teaching the same thing over and over again. This is what you must do. This is what you must do in order to survive in this world. This is the way it is. And so um, they that was part of their process in, in coming here, in connecting 
not necessarily embodying to this physical form, but being connected to this physical form that they had to turn off that system, so to speak. And so they can get a different perspective and show us a different perspective. And like Sammy and I know many other people are, are, are picking that up from the autistics as well, that, that work with them, that they often um, maybe mirror our emotional states back to you. And so again, it's at an energetic level. They're feeling at that, Sammy, what Sammy's saying right now is at an omnipresence level, feeling the discord in someone else's body, feeling the lie and the inauthentic nature of how a person is operating. And so when they feel that kind of discord emanating from someone's auric field, then it, it can be confusing for them. And so it they become they can become misaligned to um, that moment. And you may see them acting out or doing other unexplainable kinds of things. And obviously that's not the only reason for uh, what we observe to be behavioral outbursts. And again, not to confuse empathy with compassion, because she's saying if people could just breathe and relax when an autistic person appears to be sort of out of sorts or dysregulated and they could breathe into their own body and feel she's saying at times you may actually feel us emanating compassion to you but if you're only looking at the behavior or lack of demonstration or proof that we uh, feel what you feel, that we empathize or have compassion really is the better word. She's saying compassion for you by taking your hand or looking in your eyes or, you know, um, giving you a hug. If you're only looking for those behaviors, you'll miss so much more that is actually happening at deep energetic levels. And so... You know, even spiritual people who are communicating and writing about or whatever, that we're all energy, we're really a unified feel, we're, um, everything is, we're just emanations or we're just vibrational tones or we're sound, that if you could really tune into all that sound and that noise, that's going on around you, uh, people, then you would feel the discord that we experience because this world is just vibrating in uh, random chaos at times. Well, most of the time, she's saying most of the time, 
we are. Um, and uh, it's by going back to nature or quiet places like in nature where uh, things are actually more in more in harmony. But anyway, she wanted me to talk a little bit more about that. And again, as a sign of how much we've lost touch with our humanity and our true humble nature, which is to be a soul being that was placed on the earth. I mean, that's really in the most neutral sense. That's all it means not to lower yourself. You know, it doesn't mean that we are worthless, that God threw us out and threw us onto the earth, which is, um, which was, which is a hell in, in some ways, you know, and we know it's not earth. Earth is very beautiful. There is, I mean, many, many miraculous things that go on, uh, go, go on around us every day. The sunshine is beautiful. Our skies are beautiful. The mountains, there's so much beauty on this earth. And for the human to really embrace this beauty on the earth, we must also embrace the beauty that is our physical form, that is our physical bodies, that is the expression from the God creator to be the avatar. So to be the avatar, you know, we think about that's, that's like being God, right? Uh, incarnating as a God. Well, we, again, if we're humiliated as a humanity and we are these lowly beings, then uh, we've been taught that we can't possibly think of ourselves as an avatar because that means you're God. You're saying you're God. How could you be God? That's so arrogant. You know, you must be humble, lower yourself again, you know, take off your, your delusions because if you are God, then why can't you, then why are you here? Why are you in this state of suffering? Why can't you manifest, you know, a billion dollars in the blink of an eye or with the twitch of your nose or your magic wand? You know, how can you be God? You can't set that bush on fire with your mind. You know, you can't make the wind blow in a different direction. You can't, you know, move that mountain over there. So that circular logic again, or that paradox that we've been locked into then keeps us from really embracing the avatar nature that we really, really are. And if we look at the human, again, in that neutral sense of God placed this creation upon the earth, this godly creation, and if we desecrate ourselves or we 
even humiliate ourselves by by the self-talk and this language of self-hatred that we've been taught to direct at ourselves, you know, or the lack of self-esteem, then we are, that is actually more blasphemous to do that to oneself. No, I mean, we are lowering ourselves to be less than and that means that it's almost impossible to be able to get ourselves out of it to get ourselves out of it as a humanity not to just live the best life you can and then you die and move on and leave everybody else to get themselves out of this situation, so to speak. You know, it's to get humanity out of this quagmire, this paradoxical um, insanity, right? I mean, because it does become insane after a while when You've been working really hard to be a good person and to still feel like you're unworthy because running through us is this definition that we are less than, that to, to have humility, we must have a modest or low, low view of our own importance, right? And so what does it mean to be the avatar? What does it mean to be the God creation that is placed, has been placed on the earth? It means that we wear humility and humility meaning just that we're a soul being as an expression of the God creator that was placed upon the earth and that as that soul being, we're here to be the experiencer for the God source because when we are operating in that totally open source system where we're fully connected as the avatar, then we are the eyes, we are the ears, we are the taste, we are the smell, we are the, the feeling body for God. And to continue to lower ourselves, then, then we actually cut ourselves off. We have been cutting ourselves off. And so humility means wear your soul nature. Be the soul that you came to be. And this is actually also taught in um, a body of work that I had really enjoyed doing, which is by Connie Kaplan called The Invisible Garment. And she talks about humility as a, one of the 12 principles that... Um, and there are other definitions, there are other principles, there's 30 principles that she 
talks about that, but that we embody 12 of them when we, when we come in. Um, and that humility is one of the primary, uh, principles and that humility means very similar to what I just explained that you described is that you, you know, came to, you come to be the human, human meaning of the earth, hume of the earth. And so we are just here to deliver our gift, our soul gift in service to one another because we are in service to the all. We are in service to humanity as one human soul that was created from the, in the higher heavens, um, here for an expression, here to evolve as a being that integrates all 12 dimensions and then we become something more than had could ever have been imagined than you know that could ever be imagined from the original blueprint the original design of what the intention was even and that when we do this in alignment with our soul nature with the avatar God matrix, which is coming through now very powerfully through that 10th, 11th, and 12th dimensions. That's where we access the avatar blueprint is the 10th, 11th, and 12th dimensions. That when we do that, then it becomes very different that we do the extraordinary by just being the ordinary human. There's no sense of arrogance or superiority or inferiority because each is expressing their soul nature, their divine soul nature. And we will then see the uh, see ourselves evolving out of those extreme polarized belief systems of worthy or unworthy, arrogant or not arrogant, arrogant or I guess the opposite is what we have known is, is humble. You know that's the opposite. That was the opposite of being humble, arrogant um, versus being humble, and there's no such distinction in that when you are just a humble human being because it becomes intrinsic to your soul nature. There's no sense of competition. The word competition doesn't even really exist in those greater realms. And the, the, we acknowledge then that the human, the human form, is truly the avatar. We are significant in an insignificant way. Humility is 
God walks upon the earth. God is humility. Feel how that feels to you. God is humility. God is humble. God is precious. And looking at Sammy at times and how she plays, how she walks around with her two little stuffed toys, you know, and I feel the power of her beingness and these really powerful images that come through her and the flood of information. And I see her and the paradox of this sweet face and these two stuffed toys that she, you know, has to carry in her hands, you know, that, that sense of innocence that is still there and is still there for many, many of our kids. I know many other kids or parents describe their older children, autistic, you know, or other or others like my Christopher with Down syndrome, right? That even as adults, they carry that sense of innocence and childlike wonder and I look at her and I think at times I feel that God is God is precious God is cute even God is innocence feel how that feels for you as you walk through your days the next few days Say that out loud. God is humble. God is humility. These kids, these autists, they're bringing through all these layers of soul beingness to us. So as it goes, it's soul over soul and the God matrix, the avatar guide matrix in human flesh. We are the avatar. We are the gods. We are avatars, each expressing our unique humility Wear your humility with dignity. You don't have to take back power. You don't have to take anything. Just be it. Allow that subconscious seed that's been planted in our very physical flesh that to be human, we must be less than. That to be human, we must be a lowly being. This is not true. We are extremely grand and exquisite beings of the multiverse in this universe, in this entire 
harmonic universe, the 15 dimensions of this harmonic universe. It's time to acknowledge that, be that, wear it. The last point that Sammy and the kids want me to make is that she says, we are here for the love of humanity. They are humility. They are humble. Look how they are connected to their bodies. Look at how they endure in spite of everything that our society has thrown at them. Look at the pain they go through, whether it be through outbursts and needing psychiatric hospitalizations because they feel the discord of the physical human body that has become distorted from reversal codes. They are here for the love of humility, the love of humanity, <laughs> and the love of humility. Thank you very much for joining us. Join us again next month for episode three, where when I will be talking about compassion, I don't have the full message yet, but this one is coming through from another one of our autists from the seven higher heavens, but he really is wanting to talk about compassion next time. So join us again, and thank you very much. <laughs>